Sisters, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome everybody into another great and exciting episode of Unrelated at Birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you live and in living color all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios. And as always, I have brought my friend along. He's back this week, y'all. From the House of Mouse, from St. Cloud, the one, the only... The phenomenal brother, Adam Joseph Russell. The one, the only, the fully vaccinated. Not yet. It takes two weeks to set in. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm not fully immune yet, though. Oh. oh my dad's got the Spock hands for his, for his emoji. Anyway, I can sorry. Do it too. For everybody just joining us, we asked folks in the comments where we can't see their picture to put an emoji before they comment so we know who's who. So There you go. But yes, uh, it's, been a, it's been a good week. Um, Got my shot on Saturday. Blair got hers yesterday. It was Emma's birthday yesterday. I know. It was a Who busy several days, man. It was somebody else's birthday yesterday, wasn't it? I uh, believe yesterday was, I think I saw a post that you put out there that was one of your friends had a kid on the same, on yesterday as well. I mean, you did. No, I, no, I did. I thought you had another friend whose, birth, whose kid's birthday was also on the 19th. I may have read that wrong. Well, my um, friend. Look up, what's, let's see, were there any celebrity birthdays yesterday that I missed? Hayden Christensen. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Dude, he, he and I are the exact same age. Tim Curry, Ashley Judd, James Franco, Kate Hudson. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, yeah. Like, he turned 40 yesterday as well. That's cool that all those people share a birthday with uh, my daughter and nobody else. That's cool. I know, right? Also, they share oh, wait, a... Wait. Uh, it was your birthday, wasn't it? It was my birthday. <laughs> and I turned 40. Mm. How is and it so far? So far, not so bad. I mean, I, I my body creaks, my body aches, but that's it. I mean, my body started giving out at about thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's all that baseball you played. Baseball, yeah. There, there won't be any. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey says yet. Ryan's photo was showing up. Facebook is censoring me. Um, <laughs> th- there, there won't be much running anymore in my future i can tell you that much yeah if maybe I walking my achilles i might but i don't know i got i gotta lose about 40 pounds before i get back into running that's that's my my goal of it's it's the it's the problematic loop that you get into is one of the best ways to lose weight is to run but in order to be able to run well <laughs> you have to lose weight right <laughs> at least well, at long distances you know so here's my problematic loop you know i bought this this cool peloton uh, off-brand Peloton bike, right? Hmm? There's a weight limit on the off-brand Peloton bike. <laughs> yeah. 
in order to achieve the goals of using said Peloton bike, I have to lose about five pounds. So what do I do? <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, so I've got. But my you have other machines. I have other machines. I've got an elliptical. We can walk. Stairs. If nothing else, you have stairs. Exactly. Uh, The other problem is I have to mow my yard too, but we've got pollen. Do you now? (laughs) (laughs) And it's really bad this year. So the whole world's trying to kill us in 2020 and 2021. God, I'm just ready for everything to go back to normal. You're going to be waiting there, pal. All right, so what are we here for tonight, Adam? We are here, since it's your 40th birthday, you've joined the 40 Club with me. We're here to do, excuse me, a little bit of a retrospective and look back 10 years, 20 years, and 30 years to when we were 30, 20, and 10. And what would we tell ourselves back then, knowing what we know now in our infinite level of 40-year-old wisdom? Do we want to start at the 30-year-old remarks? I'd rather start the other way. So start at, you know, what would we tell our 10-year-old self? Yeah, yeah. Is okay. that where you're most emotional, though? Um, no. Okay. No, not at all. Um, okay. So, all right. So, you know, this we, we get this show idea and the title, of course. I don't know if you're going to title it the same thing I title it here. Um, Dave, here we go, real quick. Dave, respecting... Closed post weight limits. Also, Dave using platform shoes at Disney ride for high. <laughs> yeah. So, so the the yeah. weight limit. So the weight limit thing. It's for the seat because the seat. If I'm sitting there and I'm heavy for the seat, I, I've we've talked about this. <laughs> I'm riding. I'm I'm you know huffing and puffing on my Peloton, and all of a sudden my seat collapses. That's a problem. <laughs> That doesn't feel good on the old um, pantaloons. <laughs> when I used to go to spin class up here at our local gym, there was one that was kind of like the stool. at, um, And it did it to everybody, but it was kind of like the stool at Trader Sam's where you start yeah. off and over the course of the class, next thing you know, your, your knees are up by your ears. You know, yes. it's like, what happened? You know, you got to get off the <laughs> right. bike and yeah. pull the seat up. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else yep. is like having a great time. You're like, oh, I got to get the seat fixed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Yeah. So anyway, so for those that haven't been around us for a while, you might hear some emotional Dave tales. You might hear some emotional Adam tales tonight. I don't know. Um, but uh, I do get emotional talking about my past just because there are some very larger-than-life characters that I look up to and looked up to that I have to fill shoes of that I'm going to have some memories above tonight. So um, this isn't going to be one of our jovial... And it, it might be. There, might, there probably will be some jovial spots. Sure. But, but this isn't going to be one of our normal joke every five second podcasts. Are we going to find a way to fit a bracket into this somehow? No, that was last month. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Just this, month, this month Just is checking. all sentimental, sentimentality. Okay. So, all right, Adam. The year is 1990. That it is, man. You just turned 10 years old, September 21st, 1990. 
You can get into a time machine and not freak out the space-time continuum. <laughs> and not create a separate timeline where Biff has a huge hotel. Right. Yeah. What would 40-year-old Adam Russell tell 10-year-old Adam Russell living in Prattville, Alabama? Yeah, this one is the probably the least serious of, of any of the ones that I thought through in. And it's interesting when you think about going back in time and doing this because you can easily jump on the bandwagon on the bandwagon. You can easily take the approach of regrets. Yeah. What would I tell myself that that knowing today, don't do this or something like that, you know? You who. But it, it's a lot Yahoo. easier. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> By Intel at six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, it's kind of um when I thought about ten, it was it was the fun one for me to think through. Because the first thing that jumped into my head is I would be like, you have no idea the kinds of things that, that you are, are coming your way in terms of like, I wish I could watch TV in the bathroom. You know, the things you used to say when you were a kid. Right, and now right. we can do all of those things. But at the same time, I would not go back and tell myself about any of that stuff that's coming. Because then they, you wouldn't really appreciate what you had. Like 8-bit would seem so lame knowing, well, I got to wait 30 years for something right. better. And it's definitely coming. And I, I honestly, I don't think I would, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I don't think I would tell my 10-year-old self anything. I think what I would honestly do is I would sit down next to him and just enjoy the things that I can never get back. I can play a Nintendo now, and I've got that little Nintendo Classic, right? And I yeah, jailbroke yeah, yeah. it the other day and loaded 800 mods onto it, 800 ROMs onto it. So I have 800, all original 800 Nintendo games are on this thing now, and I can play any one of them I want, but it's not the same. It's right. just not the same. It's because, because you have to put it up and go to your 40-year-old life. Yeah. You, well, can't it, put it, you can't put it down and go to your 10-year-old, 15-year-old, yeah. whatever-year-old life. Yeah. And I can't necessarily get as lost in it or the, the mechanics of the game. It's like, why in the world would they make that button do that here? And, you know, you question it a lot more. You analyze it a lot more. I honestly think if I went back in time, I would... Yeah. Hang on, I have to show this, this comment. So, so am I the only one who instantly heard the cats in the cradle in my head when I saw the show title? Either that or Time in a Bottle. Either yeah. we were going Jim Croce, right? But I... I think that I would just go back and just sit there in the room laid out the way it was used to be with me playing the Nintendo or, or you know, doing whatever I used to do with the big football toy box I had in the corner, and I would just soak it up for as long as I could. Yeah. I wouldn't tell that, that kid with no burden on his mind and no problems in his life, nothing to worry about. I wouldn't burden him with anything. I would just watch the way it used to be so that I could feel that again. That's, that's, where, I, that's where I would be. See my, and I'm. I, this is this is going to sound like a cop out again, but my issue with that is at ten years old, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders, okay. and I've always had anxiety. You you've seen, you're my best friend. So when when you and I get into a small argument, you, oh my god, <laughs> it's Adam, a discussion. Are you, are you mad? Or, or what did I do? Oh my God. Well, you, you know, yeah. but I would go and say, Dave, David at the time, mm. <laughs> you don't have to please everybody. In fact, your life would be so much easier 
if you don't worry about pleasing anybody except for you, God, and that's it. Yeah. Your parents, maybe, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, honor thy father and thy mother, but yeah. that doesn't mean you have to live up to your, your parents' wants and wishes. I'm well, 40 years old. There's obedience, but, and then there's like, Letting someone else direct you too much, like your wants and desires and decisions, right. you know. Yeah, um, I, I'm 40 years old, and I still struggle with that. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I've gone into my past much on this show, but up until my sophomore year in high school, I wasn't one of the popular crowd. I was one that was on the outskirts of everything uh i i had my one or two friends and i was i don't want to say bullied but i wasn't popular i wasn't i wasn't carefree like like it comes across that i am now sure um it took me a long time to learn how to do that so my advice to my 10-year-old self, and this is a heavy thing to tell a 10-year-old, but only worry about things that matter. And what you think right now matters hmm. doesn't. Yeah. Yes, Alabama, and, and this was 91 for me. Yeah, Alabama's great. We're going to be great next year. But what happens in that football game doesn't matter. The Braves... Oh my gosh, we're worst to first. We, yep. This is the best baseball era that you're going to be starting to watch for 14 years. Here's where I'm going to start tearing up. Cherish every second you get to sit and watch with your granddad. Mm -hmm. Cherish every second when you go to your big mama's house, my, my great-grandmother, and she makes fun of Harry Carey calling him a drunk whatever, whatever, whatever. Laugh with her. Watch the Bulls game with them. Just cherish every stinking second you have with these people because you only have about eight years left. And it's going to mess you up. Watching them leave this earth, it's going to mess you up. So spend every waking second you can with them. And when you think that you've spent enough, do some more. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you said that's a heavy thing for a 10-year-old, but at the same time, the, the proximity of that, I mean, you think about the difference between 10 and 18. That's a long time. That's, that's a distance it is. away. But, but to, to find the right moment, if you could go back and share little things like that is not necessarily, I don't think it's a cop-out. I don't think it's a bad thing. And, and I, don't, I mean... I say what I would do in terms of just going back and sitting there to please my current self <laughs> more yeah. than anything else, because we talk about this all the time and it's kind of, it's a silly thing to, to, to say, but whenever I watch supermarket sweep on buzz yeah. at night, it makes me long for body wars, early nineties, Epcot, you know, teal clothes, Zubaz pants. I don't know if you had any Zubaz pants. Oh, <laughs> everybody those, did. Yeah. All of those things that we can never get back again. And 
the stage where you are going back and being able to share what you know, you, you'd like to envision it would help yourself. But that, to me, my, my thought on mine was more of my current self would just love a dose of that right now. Yeah. With everything well, going I, on in the world and as difficult as it is to kind of, it feels like sometimes you can't recapture that spark because everything is different. Our kids don't consume media the same way. They don't like the same things. And as much as Hollywood tries, man, they're like, we're going to remake every single thing from David Adams' childhood or do a sequel or a prequel, trequel, whatever to it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we're going to try to recapture that magic at the end of the day. And it's like we talked about with Space Jam. Sometimes we long for it enough where we make those things just purely our initial reaction is, what does this mean for me? A lot because, of people's kids. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's that kind of thing where mine is to go back and just remember what that felt like so that I don't feel like I still need it today. I think that's something that our generation struggles with a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, 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 that's why I appreciate what Halloween Horror Nights did last year, two years mm. ago. I walked through Ghostbusters. Yeah. And Adam can tell you how I, I was 10 years old walking through living the movie that defined a lot of of my fandom absolutely and it was it was glorious i, I wish that more i wish horror nights would do that some more mm -hmm. um they're doing it this year at beetlejuice yeah um i i don't know if you can do it with a horror genre you can't do it with anything that's fringe horror i mean yeah but it's just, it makes me, I'll tell you this, it makes me sad knowing that my kids won't get the Saturday morning cartoon Oh yeah, feeling, you know, um, Jeffrey says, FYI, Zoom, uh, <laughs> Zubas are still sold online and right. on I'm Amazon. Gonna, I'm going to head there as soon as we're done because I got to get yeah. some of that. Um, <laughs> but it makes me feel bad for my kids that they'll never get that feeling at 745 on a Saturday morning, you wake up, go pour you a bowl of Frosted Flakes or, or whatever was in your cereal, in your cereal bowl, and just turn on the TV mm -hmm. and veg for two hours. Yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing is they, they could, but the, it's, the, uh, it's the Oreo problem. I call it the Oreo problem. And I think somebody mentioned a comment about this on our listener group earlier this week, um, or maybe in a different group I'm in, but... There's a million choices. You can yeah. have Oreo, double stuff, mega stuff, gluten-free. They put that on the package now. I think they're always gluten-free, but gluten-free Oreos. You can have carrot cake, red velvet, cinnamon roll, banana cream pie, coconut cream pie. It, it's the same. We have infinite choices at the restaurants we go to, infinite choices at the store, infinite choices on YouTube, and I can just change it to something new if I don't like what I'm watching now. And it's just a world of choice. Right. And to go back to a time and just remember what it was like when there were only a handful of things to do. And you found a way to either connect those things or use your imagination to turn those handful of things into a million things. Right. And that's, I think, what, what we long for today a little bit is to be able to show our children that. And it's hard to compete with the everything culture that, that we're in today, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yep. It is. Uh, your dad says he never, and, and I get what he's saying here. Yeah. 
I never go back and say or think, man, why didn't I do that? I look back or say, man, I'm glad I did that. And, and that's great. I, I, I don't want anybody here to think that what we're doing is, you know, wishing for unanswered prayers or wishing for what we didn't do differently. Yep. Um, but there are things in my past, and I don't know about Adam, but there are things in my past that I wish I could have changed the direction. Now, would I? Probably not, because those mistakes and those things led me to who I am today. Right now, yep. But they also could have prevented a lot of heartache and a lot of, of things. You get what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that, that, yeah. that heartache is just as so much a piece of you as anything else, though. That's right. The, that's the hard part, is you can go back and do a mental exercise of what would I change and how might that have worked out, you know? Right. But at the same time, if if you do that, you're in a completely different place. And, and Right. It's like, you know, we, we talk, I don't know why this popped in my head, but we talk diversity a lot right now with everything going on at work and in different circles. And what a lot of people don't realize is my, and I'm going to look to my dad with his Vulcan symbol. I, I might be saying this wrong. Great, great grandfather. I think it's great, great. Um, was a full-blooded Cherokee named Lafayette Pate, Fate Pate. And he was going to be deported from Alabama on the Trail of Tears. He was going to be relocated. And he decided to marry my great-great-grandmother, and through that action got to stay in the state, got to stay where he was, and because of a governmental policy that would have significantly impacted his life, did significantly impact his life, he made a decision that actually ended up leading to where I am today. My kids would be different. I wouldn't maybe be here. You know, our whole family would be different. And so there are things like that that are, you know, you and I talk about in, in the realm of faith a lot. We've had some interesting debates about milestone, like, like, what do you Pre call it? Um, predestination. Predestination. <laughs> and that there are, there are, there are events. I can't think guidepost events that happen yep. that nothing is going to change that God has ordained. And then there's some well, things it, that, you know, it's free it's will the and all that exists around that. Right. It's, it's the doctor who, yes, you know, there's, there's the time is a warbly, warbly, timey, wobbly, timey, wimey, yeah. wibbly, bobbly, timey yeah. thing. <laughs> and then there are those, I can't remember yeah. what he calls them, but, he or she, then sure. there are those those pillars that you cannot change. And Absolutely. that's yeah, there we go. But it's like, but it's you look at something like the Trail of Tears, overall horrible policy. Cannot believe that's the country that the land of the free, the home of the brave, did something like that, right? But right. at the same time, those things can lead to good. And it's what you do with those things. If they are play out a certain way, it can lead to everything that my kids have in their lives now is because that happened. It's the same way with our lives. You know, it's what we do. That heartache is a part of you. What do you do with it? Every yep. single day you carry it with you. You don't want to put it down. You can't just ignore it, but it can make you better for it if you let it, you know? So yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. So what about 20 Dave, what would you do April the 19th of 2020? 20, uh, no, 2001, 2001. Yep. Um, I have to be careful here because she might listen to this show. That breakup isn't the worst thing in your life, Dave. Um, you know exactly what I'm talking, I know what about. You're talking about. I know what you're talking <laughs> Actually, about. We haven't, we hadn't broken up at this point yet. 
In fact, we were just about to start dating for the last time. Yeah. Uh, but that breakup that you're about to go through in a year, year and a half, is not the worst thing in your life, and you will get over it. it that is the, the first thing. The second thing is, and this ties back to my, my tearful second, um, the death of your grandfather does not define who you are. The death of your grandfather shows how proud he was of you. Um, go and live up to that. Yeah. Don't fall in. And we can get into the physiological, psychological debate of depression. Um, don't allow yourself to fall into the lies of depression, mm. thinking that you can't live up to the life that, that people think that you have, mm. that people think that you should have. Um, live life to who you are, but also buckle down a little bit more than you are right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Adam, you are, this is the turn of the century. It is Y2K baby. September 21st <laughs> of the year 2000 in the year 2000. You've already <laughs> made acquaintances with the golden voice of the South, who was still just, 185 pounds at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still just five I, foot six. Nobody, people don't know that, but when you got to college, you were only five six. You yeah, grew the that, <laughs> Sure. Sure, you were. Uh, where's that picture? Uh oh. So while you're looking for that, yes. Oh, you found it. See? That looks like a. <laughs> You, you see the picture of the Duck Dynasty brothers before? That looks like the before picture yeah. of the Duck Dynasty brothers, you know. Then you look at now, and it's like, wow. There you go. There you they go. grew up. Yep. Love the hair. Oh, that hair was in style, You were rocking friend. it. You were rocking it, dude. You and Major were rocking the, the frosty tips. <laughs> Major. <laughs> kill him, kill him. No, that was Scott. Close enough. Oh, that was Scott. Okay. That okay. was Scott, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I would actually fast forward a year ahead. You talked about what is going to happen in a year is not the end of the world. Right. I would honestly, I, I would say to, to that kid, keep on the path you're doing. There's a lot of classes that I took and a lot of things that I, I went through, quote unquote, went through in engineering school that were tough. And there were times I was like, I'm just going to go home, you know, but you make it through it. And I would honestly tell myself that what is going to happen on September the 11th mm. looks like that it is going to end your ability or severely limit your ability to end up where you want to be. But it actually is exactly the thing that is needed in terms of how God wants your career to go for it to happen. Was because Disney always the end good. game? Was Disney always the end game? Disney was the end game from the first time we went, and we just always talked about, wouldn't it be so cool 
if, if one of us worked down here and we moved down here and stuff, and then I went to a introduction to engineering program called Site one weekend mm-hmm. at Alabama, and they actually bring you on campus, you stay in a dorm, you eat in the dining halls, you attend a class, you get tours of all the engineering departments by students and professors. And I went into it wanting to be an architect. That's kind of, we always joked, oh, wouldn't it be great to work for Disney? But I kind of had architect in, in mind. And so the very first day we toured civil engineering and I was like, oh man, let's see what this is all about because this is my thing. And they were like, yeah, we're crushing concrete and testing this for roadway bridges. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> not what I thought it was. Right. And so right. we toured mechanical and metallurgical and aerospace and they're all kind of cool. You know, I'm looking at all the options. And then the last day we had one tour and it was industrial engineering. Imaginary engineering. <laughs> Numbers and people engineering, right? And they the, they started their they started their whole presentation with, "Have you ever wanted to work in a theme park?" <laughs> so and I was like, "Done, man, done, absolutely done." And they used Disney as an example, and wanted to be IIE. That said it, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm going to be an industrial engineer, and somehow I'm going to find a way to end up being a theme park IE at Disney." September 11th happened and the the job market literally just shrunk overnight, right? So I'm heading into the last semester of my senior year. That September 11th was the first month and a half into the first month or so of my senior year. Right. And so as I'm finishing, everybody's talking about jobs and and the market and stuff. And I had several interviews and they didn't pan out because people were just interviewing but not hiring. And I actually set a record in the engineering department. Um, I had a interview with a company called Viscofan in Montgomery. And, I remember this actually. <laughs> and they actually didn't make the casing, but the, the, the casing that goes on hot dogs, that natural cellulose casing, they yeah. take a roll of it and they turn it into the, the, the thing that the meat shoots into in the factory. That's all they do. That's all they did. And they were like, we'll give you an office that overlooks the plant. We'll put a cable TV in your office. You'll have a fridge. And I was like, what? And it's right next to where my parents live. This is going to be living the life. And they offered me $20,000 a year. I, okay, so let me, let me tell you this. <laughs> I remember sitting in your room. Yes. We had just heard Nellie's hot in her for the very first time. Yes. And then you started talking. You, you got a phone call. I, I can't remember if it was your mom or if it was somebody from the engineering department. But you were telling the story, and you said you, you, you went through that whole thing, and then they yep. wrote down. They said, "I'm going to write down this number." Yes. and they wrote they, like like in a movie, they like in a movie, the number like down. in Moneyball, right? <laughs> right. They wrote the number down, and they pushed it across the table at you, smiling at you, yes. and you turned it over, and you said, "What?" Yeah, it was twenty thousand dollars a year, and so. Um, I, I don't know if they were a, a company from Spain, so I don't know if that was in Spain's money, whatever Spain's money is. They didn't convert it, <laughs> but that I set the record for the lowest offer ever <laughs> for an engineering student in the College of Engineering. But luckily, luckily through just online applications and looking around and just seeing what was out there, I found a um, a manager job on the floor of a warehouse for Toys R Us in Atlanta. And right after I took that job and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm going to get my feet wet in some kind of management position. I love the Atlanta area. Toys R Us is a fun company to work for. This is going to lead to something, you know, right after I do that, they hire the first industrial engineer that they've ever hired to be an IE. And they put him in the Atlanta warehouse one door down from me. 
And so I go and talk to the general manager and we talk about, well, you know, I actually did that in school. It would be cool if I could work on some of those projects. I end up traveling with him and end up doing a project where we like do this audit program and statistical analysis for all 10 distribution centers. But we head the project out of Atlanta. And I ended up taking a printout of all the screenshots of the results of that work with me to the interview I got at Disney. And that is the reason that they hired me was that project. So that's cool. If September 11th hadn't happened. I probably wouldn't have worked at Toys R Us. I wouldn't have ended up next to that guy at the exact moment I needed to be to do the project that got me hired by Disney. So I would tell myself back then, don't worry about it. All right. So God's I'm going got to th- it. So yep. go ahead. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Please. The next two. Well, maybe not the next two because the last one, you weren't around for 30. Um, for my 30. <laughs> <laughs> You knew that was coming, wow. friend. Ooh, okay. I would um, go back in a time machine. I'd be like, please just call the guy once. That's what no. I would do. <laughs> no, we'll do this. All right. So for 20 and 30, or yeah. 10 years ago and 20 years ago, yeah, we're going to do each other, too. Mm. So what advice would you, oh, 40-year-old Lord, Adam, give to 20-year-old Dave? You know what I'm going to say. This is, this is, you know exactly what I'm going to say. What would I say to you in the year 2000 at the University of Alabama? Stop drinking? No, I would say crack your book, son. <laughs> the same thing I told to myself? I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I was the one doing it every day, right? We've talked yeah. about that on the show so many times. You know, I'm studying all the time. I, I, I would, you've already kind of said it, you know, pick it up, apply it. Yeah. Lean into it a little bit, you know. That's what I would say. See, that's funny because mine's the exact opposite for you. <laughs> Relax a little bit. You've got a 5.8 GPA, Adam <laughs> Russell. You're going to be fine. Have a little bit of a breather. I did. I played uh, some video games at like 8 at night when I was done. What's the <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny, uh, it's the exact same thing that happens right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting here, I'm working, but I'm like, hey, Adam, what's up? I'm in a meeting. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't say don't talk to me. No, I would, but... <laughs> I would never. I'll just ghost you for two days, and then you'll be like, I'm right? busy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, the, see, it's, it's funny that people say we are the same person. But we are the opposite extremes of a couple of things. Yeah, it's true. That that probably mellow each other out when it counts. It balances. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great wow. balance of the fold. But yeah, <laughs> but it's funny though, because if I went back in a time machine and I told that Dave, I said, Hey dude, look, buckle down just a little bit. It's gonna be worth it, I promise. And I would have punched up, you. <laughs> and then you and then you all these years later, if you could see the timeline side by side. All these years later, you ended up graduating the first time, like how you wanted to with your GPA or whatever, and do all the things you need to do. You'd have a completely different life right now. You'd probably be a single dude. Yeah. And doing some kind of broadcasting thing nationally. You'd be famous and rich, but Elliot Harper. And Amanda. would not, And Amanda would not be in the picture at all. And, you know? and that's or, right, exactly. Or it would be different people. And it's like, well, I'll never get to know those people. That's the hard part of this, as you know. Yeah in your rational brain. Yeah, exactly. Be, but, but no, I think if, 
to, to your if, point, you guys would come in there sometimes and get me and be like, come on. But then, hey, I, were you there at Patey that first night we were playing basketball before school started and I ran into the pole? Were you there at Patey? See, that's what yes. happens when I go out and try to have fun. <laughs> that's what happens. I get injured, ended up getting stitches. That's yeah. what happens when I try to have fun. Anyway. Yeah, your dad says, Dave, will, Adam will be able to take all your calls when he runs WDW. <laughs> All right, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. When Josh tomorrow takes over, he's going to call Adam and say, hey, I want you to run Walt Disney World. I'll be like, all right. Yeah, sure. You're going to love it. Trust me. I got some ideas for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> right, let me bring in my idea, man. David, David, please. Hey, I, could be, I could be that idea, man. Lay your ideas out on the table for these people, Dave. <laughs> First of all, I want to wear my mask that Nick Saban wears, okay? That's number one. No, hold up. If we're wearing masks at that point in time... Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah that's Carrie, true. And Carrie makes a good point. Carrie and I probably wouldn't be as good of friends if that had happened. Exactly. Because Carrie and I really bonded when I came back to Huntsville yeah. that, that first time. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and to your point, too, if, if I had buckled down done broadcasting, I would not have moved back to Huntsville because Huntsville is not a good area for TV shows or for, for news. I yeah. would have my end goal was Connecticut. ESPN. At, at, yeah, and, and ESPN on the it's ESPN campus. It's cold up there, though, man. Oh, it's cold. I, it is, but... But hey, now they've got an L.A. branch, so shoot for California. They've got an L.A. branch. They have a, a Disney branch. They, yeah. They've got a New York branch. I, but now I wouldn't want to work for ESPN because they don't do much sports. <laughs> it's all the entertainment and sports yeah. production company. Um, anyway, but yeah, so I, I do. I love the fact that I didn't graduate then. And I, I felt this failure in my life for five, six years. No, it sucked. But it, like you said about Toys R Us, it was a blessing in disguise. That's right. Because I would have graduated in 2003. The, I, I might have gotten a, a small job being a sports anchor in, in Butte, Montana. Butte. Butte. And, and in 2008, news media changed drastically yeah. when the, the economy tanked. And pretty much all local sportscasters were cut. You either stop doing sports or start doing just a little bit of sports and do real news, or you're gone. Real news. Well, you know what I mean. Mostly opinion um, pieces, but yeah, I know what you right, mean. Right, exactly. And, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So it's interesting to see how you're looking back at our past. And Virgil said it, and you said it earlier how God's got a huge plan for your life. And it's not one that you would want all the time, but it's definitely one that that's the best for you. Sure. Well, it's like, it's like Disneyland. You know, Walt created something that people didn't even know they wanted yet. God's the same way with our lives. We don't even know that we want to want what he's got coming or that we will be blessed in any way by what's coming. Right. But we have to see it through to get there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So here is the big one. The big one. Shall I go first or do you want to? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What, okay. what would 40-year-old Adam say 
to 40 year old or 30 year old Adam. <laughs> 30 year old Adam is has a not yet one year old in Aiden because mm-hmm. he was born in 09 and having a baby and the where I was in my career and stuff was really tough. It's, it's the duck. It's the duck, right? Everything's fine above the surface. The feet are kicking fiercely under. You're not getting a lot of sleep. And, you know, I wanted to be in a different place than where I was at work. And I, and I felt fulfilled in what I was doing, but I wanted to just be on a different path. You know, it's, we all get there in our career. Were you, working on, were you working on MILF at the time? <laughs> now, now, Munsters, Inc. Laugh Floor was two, three years before that. That was like 06, 07, I think. Okay. When I had to watch like 187 consecutive shows over the course of a few weeks with WWE. <laughs> that will drive you nuts. <laughs> oh, man. That guy. That guy. That guy. Yes. Yeah, anyway. But, um, but it's the same kind of message about the other one that... You just and, and my dad would say it all the time when I would talk to them about it. It's you've got to just wait and let things play out. Because shortly after that, or around that time, is when I moved to a new job in the ticketing department, which led to the other thing, which led to another thing like Disney typically does, which led to I am now, where I am now. But the job piece is part of it. Be happy where you are. Bloom where you're planted. Just keep working hard and things will morph into the situation that you want them to. If you, if you just, just keep, keep your swimming, nose down, right? Just keep swimming. But I would tell myself as a father to just slow down a little bit. Because those 10 years, your child's going to be, in the next 10 years, your child, that child is going to be as tall as his mother with the voice of a 20-year-old. And... All of the things that you said you were going to do, you're going to do them. But who he is and who he, what he likes and what he thinks is important is going to differ a lot over the course of the next 10 years than what you liked and what you prioritize. Embrace it. Embrace it. And I did for the most part. But we had, we've had conversations in the past around, oh, man, I've got to have a boy. He's going to play baseball and football, basketball, and I'll even put him in soccer. And, and it's like he's just he he is now a sports kid. He's really getting into stuff. Good kid. But it it took it, he's got he's got the athleticism for it now. You know he's he's grown. He's broadening and all that kind of stuff. But it just um, slow down with that guy. Slow down with that kid. And it, it wasn't yeah. until I mean you know I, I did I don't want to make it sound like I don't love him with all of my heart. I always do and I always will. But there was a time between work and that and all the things you have going on that it literally felt like a whirlwind. It felt like I, I wake up a couple of times over the course of a night. Blair does too. We wake up. I go to work. She has Aiden. I come home. We eat supper. Dropping into the, in the bed. Now it's bedtime for us. You wake up. You start all over again. Before you know it, four or five years is just gone. Yeah. Just absolutely gone. And that's one of the reasons that I love... Universal Studios, and it has as much different place in my heart than Disney World does, because that place was where I was finally able to take Aiden when he was big enough to like not be in a stroller, and even when he was, but when he's not in a stroller, he could walk, he could ride a lot of stuff. That's really where we started to find who we were as father and son, a lot like you do with Disney, you know, with your kids. Yeah, and just slow down and just. It, it's going to feel like a grind. It's going to feel like your life is on fast forward, but it doesn't have to. And I eventually got there, but it was a few years before I really felt like I was in control of anything. 
<laughs> you know? So that's what I would yeah. say to, to 30 year old Adam. But what about you? So mine's, by the way, real quick, Carrie yeah. says, I like Aiden, his Aiden's cooking skills. You remember he's seen a couple of those Instagram posts that she posted. Aiden oh yeah. Cooking. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, uncle Dave hadn't had any of those cooking I, as many times as I've been there. Aiden's never made me breakfast. Hey, we'll get in on it. All right. I, I maybe this October. That. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. All right. Maybe. Um, so first off, th- this is twofold. One personal, one not so personal, but okay. April 19th, 2011. 30 is not as bad as you think it's going to be. I was super depressed really? when, I, when I left my 20s to go into my 30s. You can ask Amanda. It was super depressing to me. Um, my advice is your 30s are going to be the best 10 years of your life. You marry the love of your life. You have two of the most precious angels running around your house. They are going to drive you <laughs> batty. Yeah. Especially Ellie, because she is you. Um, Harper, you have no idea what to do with. Uh, <laughs> but you were going to have the most amazing 10 years of your life. Don't be so depressed. Hmm. So a lot, a lot of the same thing you you're saying. Yeah. Um, but then the other thing is in eight days, you're going to go through hell because if you know anything about the state of Alabama, Eight days after April 19th was April 27th, 2011. Yep. You're going to see a lot of change in your state. You're going to see a lot of change in your city. But you're also going to see a lot of uplifting stories coming from your favorite college town and your hometown. You're going to see people who used to hate each other and still do hate each other sometimes come together and fix things. Hmm. There is hope for humanity when you see a natural disaster like that. Because there was a there was a F5 around Huntsville that day, wasn't there? It was Huntsville there and Tuscaloosa got hit, right? Huntsville yeah. got hit, Tuscaloosa got hit, Birmingham got hit. Yeah. Um, it was the most F5 tornadoes in one state I think ever. Wow. Um, be prepared for it, but, and it's going to suck. You won't have power for a week. Get used to cold showers. <laughs> um, but it gets better. So, um, but my biggest thing is just live life to its fullest. You might be turning 30 but you don't act it. You never will act your age. So have fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, Adam. I'll, I'll say your- this. Hang on real quick. I'll say this. If you would have told me when I was 30, I had a son that I would also have a girl mm-hmm. a few years later, I'd have told you you were nuts. 
Really? That's that's the part of it I couldn't believe. It's like working for Disney. Okay, yeah, we're going to plan around that. We're going to make it happen somehow. And by golly, we did it. Now I'm going to have a boy. Something completely out of my control, right? Yeah. But but that felt part of the plan. And then having Emma was just different. But So let me ask you this real quick. Okay. What is one thing? Because we did talk about a little bit. I, I broached the topic a little bit and said I would not do this. But let's play it out. If you could go back to your 10-year-old self okay, and tell them about one thing that we have today that would blow their mind, what would it be? I'm sitting here thinking. Um, we could pause live TV. <laughs> You don't have to wait for the commercial, run into the living room, hope to pop popcorn, and run back before the TV comes back. The Jiffy Pop never goes quite fast enough back then, did it? Right? Oh, never at all. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would tell them about tell me about the video games thing. Uh, Brad says, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Jeffrey says, iPhone. I, I was thinking about iPhone, but... At the time, even if I said, you're going to have a phone where you can just put it in your pocket and walk around, that would have been a mind-blowing thing. So yeah. an iPhone would have been science fiction. Yeah. So what about you? I, I would actually, I would not go back and tell my 10-year-old self anything. I would tell my 20-year-old self something that would blow their mind. Okay. After sitting there and watching us lose to Louisiana Tech... Yeah. UCF in our home stadium. I would say one day we'll win so many national championships. She'll be like, well, we did it again. <laughs> Sitting in true. that stadium watching what we went through in the early 2000s, Dave, I would tell that kid it's going to pay off in the long run to be an Alabama fan because, boy, I'll, it sure didn't feel like it back then. I'll tell you. I'll do one better for you, too. All right. My 10-year-old self, I'll go back and say, you might not be playing football and you don't even go to a school that has a marching band, but David Adams, you will be on the field for when we beat Auburn. Hmm. You'll be on the field for when we finally beat Tennessee. Hmm. You'll be on the field for, for some horrible losses, but you'll be able to march in an orange bowl parade. Yeah. So, full of yourself much, Adam, coming from an Illini fan. (laughs) Um, There are so many things that you never thought possible that you're going to do. And that's, you know, that that will be my my big advice. And that's the advice for every age, really. There are going to be things that you're not going to believe that are going to happen in your life. Just wait. Right. Yep, just wait All and right. see. What do you want me All to right. do? You've tried to get me to do it twice now. We, we, yeah, we, we haven't done the, if you were talking to me at 30, what, <laughs> what advice would you give me? Oh, what advice would I give you at 30? Uh-huh. <sighs> just try calling me one more time. See that 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 was going to be mine. I mean, you know, I know that that honestly, I think that that it's like you you didn't get any response. You stopped. 
Yeah. And I wasn't given a lot and I stopped. Like, it's like we're talking about everything that was going on. It was just such a weird time, but a good time, but weird and busy. But it's like just for both of us, I would say just one more time. Yep. You know, I'll, I'll, the, the fun story about this, what got Adam and I talking again, it wasn't Adam. It wasn't me. It was Blair and my wife having Ellie. Yep. I Bla- posted. It was Blair and your wife having Ellie. What happened? I don't well, remember no. that. Blair, <laughs> comma, semicolon, and Ellie. <laughs> um, but so what it was, was uh, I posted a picture of Ellie. Just Ellie. Yeah. Probably two, de- two or three days after out, out of the womb. And, and Blair commented, man, I can't wait to see this little girl. And I said, Blair, you know, funny, oddly enough, we've already planned our first Disney trip with her. And from then on, you know, we, we made a plan to every time I come to Disney, hang out with the Russells to, yep. to you know, and it, it this tells you, and, and I'm going to say this to anybody listening, anybody watching, if you've got that one friend that you were inseparable with in college and you've lost touch with, pick up the phone. Yeah. Give them a call. Find them on Facebook. Do something. Um, because if you share that much of your life with them, it doesn't matter if you hadn't talked in 10 years, 12 years, however many years. Friendship is friendship. Mm-hmm. And, and that, day at, that day at Port Orleans was like we had never missed a beat. Yep. Never missed yeah. a beat. And that, that is the thing. You talk about us balancing each other out very well. Blair will do that for me. And it's funny because I was always the extrovert. She was always the introvert. And over the years, we've started to kind of meet in the middle on it where she is an extroverted introvert. Yep. <laughs> but and you're an introverted soon, extrovert. I would just soon, you know, sit in my, in, my, in my little hidey hole, you know. But she will do that. She will be like, you need to, we need to see him. It needs to be, yeah. it, it, it's going to be fun. Let's just go do it, you know, or you need to go out and, and call them and get that over with. She will do that for me and she yeah. will balance that out. So, uh, yeah. Even, even forcing you to go to, uh, Art Smith's homecoming during COVID time. And, uh, <laughs> she didn't force me to do that. That was of my own volition. <laughs> well, okay sir it was come on come on i'm just not eating at a dead gum restaurant right now man now that i'm fully vaccinated you guys should have waited like a month i'm sorry spring break is only once well you know what if it's not if it's not that important to you then it's just not that important to you (laughs) that's where you're supposed to remove me from the stream come on read between the lines sir what is Um, that is that a yo-yo it's a yo ball a yo ball. Interesting. You must not have watched last week because Amanda took it away from me like four times last week. I watched week. I had I had last week on and I was listening to it while I played those eight hundred Nintendo games that I just downloaded. Wow. I do have to say my personal favorite moment from last week's show, Dave, was when Amanda would not give you your chair back. <laughs> that was pretty funny because you were standing was- there literally like She's not giving me my seat back. <laughs> well, <laughs> so there, there is. So, okay. Anybody that knows me, I am a little bit Sheldon Cooper with my spots. 
You know, I have the, this is my spot that I sit and watch TV in. This is my spot that I do my show in. This is my spot. This is my spot. You're in my spot. Get out of my spot. And so. Too funny. Yes. Too funny. It is. It is. Oh, Brett loved the Shelton chair battle. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> we, if we ever put together a greatest hits, that's definitely going to be on there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I thought you were going to say the, uh. The pushing of the buttons. Oh, at the end? Yeah. yeah no, was- no, no. The, the, uh, um, what's where I'm talking? The, the ride, Rise of the Resistance, pushing oh, the buttons. Oh, pushing those buttons. Yes, man. Golly, dude. Have, I have never hold- in my life had anybody I know do that. Well, you do now. <laughs> I do now. Um, Can I tell you funny? I was almost logged on at the end of the show last week and jumped yeah. in at the end of the broadcast just to push the end broadcast button. that is totally something you would do it is yes you're right so i'm about to to play something if i can find it okay um so i found so y'all know that i'm a big how i met your mother fan right Mm -hmm. and that's that's one of my favorite uh tv shows we're rewatching it now um i just watched rewatched this episode that i'm about to play for you um and uh, it it will tell you that I am I am basically Barney Stinson. Okay. Are right, you ready? Ready. Let's get this party started. Hey, can you push the button? Do not touch that button. Just give it a little push. Don't push it. Push a little push. Don't, don't push, push it. it. Have Don't even push touch the button. Why can't I push button. the button? Because whenever Barney sees a button, any button, he has to push it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because my rehearsal dinner was supposed to start 10 minutes ago. But instead of stuffing my face with hors d'oeuvres that I have been dreaming about for months, I am in a laser tag security office waiting for the police to arrest my fiance for causing a disturbance. Hey, you said fiance. That's a good sign. Now, what do you say we give that old button a push? Because <laughs> it'll be useful for the future. This is my pretty mad face. Well, then we've got a problem because it looks a lot like your pretty hungry face. I'm missing the bacon wrap fix! Please push the button! <laughs> Please push it a button. Yep. All right. So my 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 screen is frozen now. And okay, now we're back. There you go. All right. Yeah. So that that is totally me. That's hilarious. I I, I like I said I haven't watched that, but all the buttons pushed when they're in the elevator with the pregnant lady. That was fun. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. D- Dave found a listing online for a three D printed panel replica of those buttons as a light switch. Oh. Nice. I need it. Nice. <laughs> I need it. Oh. Okay, Speaking anyway. of pushing buttons, you want me to push play on the Virgil asked a question for this week? Push it to button. <laughs> push it to button. I'm going to push this, it again. This is the one right here. Here we go. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, looking forward to another great podcast, uh, but I have this week's question for you. The Statue of Liberty is fashioned from copper atop an undergirding of steel. The copper in the statue weighs 31 tons. The steel weighs 125 tons, and the concrete foundation is 27 tons. The statue's torch has been closed to the public 
since the Black Tom incident in 1916. My question is, what was the Black Thompson, Black Tom incident? History guy, do you know? It, okay, hold up. Uh, I just read about this. Like, it's World War One. Um, I think it was something like a large non-nuclear explosion. It was, yeah, it was somewhere it was, in New York Harbor. It was German sabotage. Okay, to U.S. made ammunition or munitions that were to be supplied to the Allies. They blew it up in New York, and it was the largest, one of the largest artificial non-nuclear explosions in history. Look at me. I knew sort of some See, of it. It's it, And they said it shattered windows up to 25 miles away, and they felt it on seismographs in Philadelphia as a 5.0 earthquake. Wow. I mean, that's significant, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's Not too bad awesome, everybody but... didn't have an iPhone back then. I would like to have seen what that would have looked like. Oh, my God. What just happened? Well, it's, like that, it's like that place. I don't remember. What country was that that had that big explosion recently when that fireworks warehouse set off that... Uh, Beirut or, or something whatever. like yeah. that. Yeah, I imagine it was something like that. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. All right, Adam. Here we are. We're at the end of the show. Um, yeah. You wanted to wait till the end of the show to talk to him about something. <laughs> I did. Talk away, sir. Oh, you want me to talk? Wait a minute. You're the host. No, this is your thing. Oh, wait a minute. This is my thing. That's how it is, huh? Okay. So, um. We are going to change up formats just a touch. We're still here. We're still here. There's actually, we're going to be bringing more things your way. And in order to do that, we'll talk about that in a second. In order to do that, we are going to be taken unrelated at birth bi-weekly. And every seeing other if week. We can, every other week. And seeing if we can slide in some additional podcasts into those quote-unquote off weeks for UAB. So, Unrelated Birth, this show, will be going every other week. And then in the off week, do you want to start with what you've been working on? So, we haven't thought of a name for the show yet. Uh, but there will be more geeky stuff coming where we can go into the Disney geeky world, the Funko Pop geeky world, the other geeky world. With fellow how hanging with the web show creator Ryan, uh, you'll be David Ryan. We don't know the name of the show yet, but every other week we'll be talking more geeky stuff. All the things that Adam either can't talk about or usually doesn't, or hasn't <laughs> watched yet. Exactly, it'll allow so that there is a thought behind it because it kind of started with WandaVision, right? Can we talk WandaVision this week? No, I haven't watched it yet, but now you'll have a conduit to not only dive into whatever the opinion you'll have is on Disney, but you're going to be on top of things as they're coming out instead of having to wait on me to catch up after everybody's done talking about it. So right. that's the thought there. So on the off weeks for me, I'm going to start something called Red Letter Leadership. Um, just a 10 Say to that 15, five times fast. Yeah, right. And uh, just a 10 to 15 minute weekly podcast, just about a number of things I've kind of taken notes on over the years at work. And it won't be specifically about like, anything Disney. It's more just generic leadership, a little bit of a servant leadership mentality. The red letter kind of has a meaning both for red letter, meaning like noteworthy, um, but also red letter, meaning following the, the teachings of Jesus and how he said to treat people. So um, that's going to be coming out. It won't be a two host thing like this. And, and as much as I know, Dave, you've, <laughs> 
You've given me grief over that. It's he just doesn't be, like me. It's not that. It's going to be 10 minutes. I'm going to read something, share an opinion. It's done. You can listen to it in a lunch break or during a, a quick break in your workday. That's the intent behind that. So we're actually going to take one show, Unrelated at Birth, and we're going to use this opportunity to create the Unrelated at Birth family of podcasts, a consistent brand go. for all three, that they'll, a banner that they'll all sit under. So you're still going to get us every other week. Maybe more if we have something we really want to talk about, but um, there's actually going to be more of us to enjoy. So, so two things, I, I, Jeffrey. I'll get to yours in a second, but Brad, <laughs> we've we've got to get to Brad's comment here. I need a minute. How many Dave shows can one person handle? <laughs> We're going to find out, right? We will find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think Ryan, I think we found our podcast name. Geeky from birth or geek from birth. There you go. I, I, I think, I think that's it. It plays into unrelated at birth and it plays into the geek fandom. I love it. Now I just need to come up with a logo. My logo guy is on the other show. I can help with that. Okay. It's the Unrelated at Birth family of podcasts. The, technically, the whole thing is still our baby. I can help you come up with a logo. Okay, okay. I mean, you told me copy the WDW Couples logo, and I did that. I mean, you told me to come up with... Shh! <laughs> 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 Excuse Hush! me. Did that sound like words? I'm sorry. I, I hope that didn't sound like words. <laughs> okay. So, Adam, if they want to get a hold of Unrelated at Birth... The unrelated at birth. How would they do that? <laughs> they can call 650 UAB show. Spell it out on your keypad. Oh, not wait. yet. Not yet. Oh, we're almost episode 88. And we've almost got that timing down, Dave. Uh, <laughs> uh, you'll hear a brief message followed beep. by a beep. beep. There you go. Beep. And so I, I want everybody, we've got geeky from birth. If you have another idea for what that could be called, leave it there. If you've got a question, a hot take, something you want to geek out about with us, something you want to talk about with us. Leave a message, and what what are you doing with the with the camera? My 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 beep spit. I had spittle. <laughs> beep <laughs> beep. So anyway, six five zero UAB show. You can leave us a voicemail there. Every time we get a call, we play it on the show, a hundred percent of the time. So if you want to be part of the madness, six five zero UAB show, or you can hit us up on our socials. Dave, how do they do that? I'm at D Adams 419. He is at Runtide Run, and he is back at his game of getting under the skin of UCF people. I love it. Woot woot. Uh, also, <laughs> the show is at Not Related Bros on Instagram, D Adams 419, Runtide Run, Unrelated at Birth, Unrelated at Birth.com. We have failed to follow on the uh, blog. We need to get on that. Sorry. Or, or, or to, to quote our, my Canadian friends, sorry. Yeah, the last one was August 25th, 2020, and I did it so, Dave. Uh, balls in your court. What was, August, what was it? It was uh, the, the bubblegum dad one. Oh, hmm. okay. Yeah, I'll think of something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm working really hard, dude. Well, maybe the next one could be an announcement. There you That's go. That's not a bad there idea. We go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, also, facebook.com backslash unrelated birth, unrelated birth listener group. If you're so inclined, unrelated at birth or patreon.com backslash unrelated at birth. As always, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for the 80 something episodes of unrelated at birth. As Adam said, 
We're not going away at all. Nope. We're, we're sticking with you. You're stuck with us. I have a green screen in my office, so this podcast thing isn't going away. <laughs> I would never make you abandon the green screen, Dave. I mean, who likes to paint? Not I. <laughs> oh, hey, your dad says I called in. Quick question. Play it if you want to. Let's see. I'm, I'm a little scared now. You might like this one, Dave. Okay. See, look, y'all. Green screen. There it is. The green monster. All right. Here we go. Ready? All right. Okay, guys. I got a real quick question for you. It's a real short one and won't take long to play on the show. Nike. How much did they pay a college student to create their Nike swoosh symbol? That's huh. that, this is your your subject matter again, Dave. Actually, I don't know that. I, I, I it can't be that much because of college. Um, Let's see. Carolyn Davidson. Oh, okay. Here we go. This is going to be fascinating. Her name was Carolyn Davidson in 1971, and of course, there's that thing up on the screen. Somebody said 100 bucks. Uh, I was going to this website in it. She was initially only paid $35. Oh, my gosh. But the success of the swoosh ultimately landed her a job for four years, much more freelance work, and eventually a million dollars. Okay, good for her. That, that's, that's jump change, though, compared to Nike's. Yeah. It's like, here's a $1 million. Yeah, that's, that's wow, crazy. That's crazy. I had no All idea. Right. It's cool, 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 cool. All right, cool, 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 guys, Brooklyn we love y'all. fan? Yeah. Are you a Brooklyn cool, cool, Nine-Nine, cool. really? Of course oh, I, I love am. love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, man. Oh. All right. Cool, cool, <sighs> I cool, 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 cool. All right. <laughs> guys, we love y'all. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Two weeks. Adam, take them home. Yeah, guys, thank you again for giving us some time out of your week. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Don't worry. There's going to be a lot more of us coming to love and a lot of different cool things coming your way. So um, don't forget, we love you but not as much as Jesus does, especially now more than ever, be kind to one another. Like both of us mentioned in some of the things we talked about early in the show, savor every moment you've got. Be kind as much as you can to everybody out there. Please be safe. And we will catch you again on the next show in two weeks. Bye, guys.